Lead Time is a weekly dose of leadership insights and interviews from Tim Allman and Jake Bessling. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. This is Lead Time. Welcome to Lead Time. I'm Jake and Tim. What a joy to have you with us. Yeah, today we're going to begin with answering two fundamental leadership questions all leaders need to have the answers to. Yes, absolutely. Who will you follow and how will you lead? Come on, you know, to answer those questions. I mean, let's start it this way, Tim. Uh, What's your ultimate leadership uh, life verse from the word of God? Yeah, from the Bible. Gosh, the boomerang text of all boomerang texts is Luke chapter 10. It's been so powerful for me the last 10 years, dude, that Jesus sends you out. He sent out the nine, Luke chapter nine, and then he sends out the 72 and they go out and do what Jesus did, proclaim the kingdom of God, cast out demons, heal the sick, and they find men and women of peace, partners Mm -hmm. for ministry to do ministry with. And then they come back to Jesus and reflect. They've only been in relationship with Jesus for one year. And he sends them out. They do what they do. That quick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's over the top. It almost seems a little reckless by Jesus. Are they ready? Well, not fully. None of us are fully ready. They're in development. They're being discipled by by Jesus. Nope. And they come back, and immediately, I love this, they want to kind of, oh my goodness, even the demon subjects, don't rejoice. Don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of, of life. He brings them back to, this is all me. It's all empowered by me. But still, he sends them out. So it's the discipleship focus of training people and then sending them out and letting them boomerang back to me. So yeah, Luke chapter 10. That is a, an awesome leadership text. What about I mean, for you, bud? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember going through high school and, and reading this verse and it really captured me, Matthew twenty twenty eight. Just as a son of man, Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve hmm. and give his life away as a ransom for many. We know he died on the cross from that, but the context, as you probably know, and maybe listeners you do as well, but there's there's uh, two disciples, uh, James and John, and their mom, their mama. Mama hmm. comes, Mama Bear comes and says, hey, hey, Jesus, can my, my son sit at your right and left? Come on, Mom. Mom, 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 you go ask. Mom, you ask. God. I mean, who, who knows who really initiated fun. it? And Mama Bear went and asked Jesus. And she's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you really know what you're asking? Do you really uh, want that? And she's I like, I, I thought it was like power right. prestige. Right. There's going to be three uh, thrones up there, and, and uh-huh. they're going to sit by Jesus. And, Even like an earthly kingdom here, right? Exactly. I mean, Let's do this here, yep. man. And he's power. Like, he's like, look, lady, you don't, you don't know what you're asking for. Um, if you want that, I mean, your kids are going to have to die to themselves, hmm. to their desires, their self, their future, their power, their position. I mean, it's no picket fence for them. It's no 401k banked for retirement by hmm. the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> they must die to themselves to be raised up to a new perspective, to lay down their lives on on their behalf. And it's so cool. They actually ended up doing that. <laughs> they actually ended up laying down their life for Jesus. John lived a longer life, but he still laid it down his life as a, yeah. as a, um, a guy that was sent out to share the gospel message. So that's really what it takes in leadership to decrease so that God might increase. Um, when you combine those two verses, though, Tim, I mean, what do you see with the two of them answering our questions? Who will you follow and how will you lead? Yeah, those are two really good questions. But I bet we got some people that are listening who go, I don't even know before we even talk leadership. Yeah, I love listening to podcasts, lead time, other kind of podcasts, whatever. But I don't even know if I'm... If I'm a leader, that's good. So what is a leader? 
Here it is. A simple process. Leadership is a simple process of influencing others. Most basic definition of leadership is influencing others. Anytime you seek to influence the beliefs, patterns, choices, or development uh, of other people in their personal and professional life, you are taking the role of a leader. I mean, that just elevates who can be leaders. Right. Because a lot of times, like, oh, only those people are leaders. But I mean, we dads, all have. Moms, yeah, exactly. Spheres children, of influence. Right. Teachers, of course, uh, but anyone, really. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. Even like the young kid. I had leadership influence in my home, right? As a 10-year-old, my younger siblings. So, yeah, it's simply leadership influence. That's a simple definition. So who do we follow? Jesus. Jesus, The greatest right? leader of all time, man. Yeah. So we lead like Jesus then. We follow Jesus, therefore we lead like Jesus. Today we want to go over the four areas of leading like Jesus, adapted from a brilliant leadership book by Ken Blanchard and Phil Hodges called Lead Like Jesus. Amen. So before that, I mean, some some theologians are going to say, can you really look at Jesus as a model, mm. not only as our Savior? So first and foremost, Jesus is our Savior who made us right before God by grace through faith. Our sins have been forgiven. We have been made right. But then Jesus elevates who we are and our call by giving us the promised Holy Spirit and the 12 and we're benefactors of it change the world. So yes, you are saved by Jesus, but then you also learn to live like Jesus. And I would say in our Lutheran tradition, right, brother? I mean, we've struggled in the second part. We love the saving, but then learning to live and lead like Jesus, that's that's a wide gap. And it's only by the power of God's Spirit that we can even weather that gap, right? Yeah, I mean, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. That is really good. We love that. But, but we are God's workmanship. Um, handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. When? Before even the creation of the world, God thought about the works that each of us should do from all different people, all different nations, all different tribes, and other people need those works from you. They need your leadership. Yep. They need you to lead them toward Amen. Jesus. So with that, let's talk about the four areas of leadership like Jesus. All right. The first one is this. Have the heart of the servant leader, the heart. Leadership is a heart issue. Yep. I mean, as you consider this in your heart, are you longing to be a servant leader? Or let's be honest, are you are you longing to be a self-serving leader? With Jesus, there's no plan B for leadership, no other options. It's servant leadership or bust. There's no other kind. I mean, Jesus washes feet. Jesus heals the sick and the disease. Um, Jesus takes care of people's problems and relationship. Jesus' kingdom is upside down. The powerful and the prestigious lose. The servant wins. And, and I, I like to tell guys in marriage counseling, dude, just be a loser. What? <laughs> lose often. I mean, wake up every day and say, how can I lose to my wife? Leader, you must start to have the heart that beats to serve others if you don't already. Most leadership tactics or principles start with the hands of leadership, using your hands to help people succeed. But leading like Jesus, you must start on the inside, the heart. Get your heart attitude right, and we all win. So you're really saying, what do you, you're inviting the leader right up front to say, what do you want in your heart? Yep. What are okay. you really trying to get out of this? Yeah, exactly. Are, are you, are you trying to seeking to live it? for yourself and marriage? I love it because it does expose our selfishness mm-hmm. and then highlights our selflessness. Are you here to, as you said, be served or to serve and give your life away? It's a heart issue. What do you want? And you got a everyday heart checkup, hopefully. At the beginning, the end, the middle, during the conversation, no matter where you are, to say, is this really what it's all about? And you can look at, think about it this 
way too. Like we we talk about being driven. I'm driven. Mm. I want to get the job done. I love it's a classic Gordon McDonald's book, oh. Ordering Your Private World. He <laughs> describes driven and called people. Driven people think they own everything. They drive to accomplish for self. Their possessions, their positions, their accomplishments. It's actually then their identity wrapped up in their drivenness, their work. Do, 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 do. Don't be like that. Uh, servant leaders uh, with their heart intact beating for Jesus as a servant leader are called people. On the other hand, they believe everything is on loan. From who? Of course, from God. They steward what God has given them, not just resources, but also the pe- I love this, the people yep. they influence. So it's, it's about time, talent, and treasure giving over uh, to other people. Time is ticking, and they want to finish well by serving others. So let's move on um, to a little story here. If you think about people in your community, I mean, they have their hearts really beating to serve others. I'm thinking in our community at Crash Greenfield, Ed and Tammy Lamb, they're amazing, legit people, two people, uh, been married for many years, and their hearts are to serve others. Ed was working in a really successful IT field, managing tons of people in different co- continents around the world, but gave all of that up to be with his family, and then to serve the local church and community. You can often find uh, times find Tammy and Ed up here. Tammy's faithfully, she took care of the family for so many years, four kids, while Ed was away traveling. And now they both serve together, marriage ministry, coaching baseball, mentoring young and old um, disciples, and teaching Bible studies. Just two people that um, love to show, show the love of Jesus and slow down in order to give their hearts in sacrifice to others. That's so beautiful. The second area, leading like Jesus, Tim. Move from the heart up 18 inches to the head. So we're moving from the heart to the head. We want to have the head of a servant leader, to have the head, the mind of Christ. We want to monitor our belief systems, our perspectives as a leader. Leadership is all about movement or momentum, the big momentum, the big mo. Leadership is about going somewhere. Uh, Leader's head has to be on straight, meaning that we are humble. We're constantly learning. We have to start learning or we die. There's no neutral in life. We're either gaining momentum, gaining new uh, thoughts and attitudes. I was just in a a leadership class with our middle middle schoolers and went off on learning and the big momentum in life. And these dudes, what? I learn all the time. I just want to get through the day, man, you know? But but it's true. Is there a test? They, they actually said at the end of the class, like, what was a big thing? Because it just ended. The class just ended today, end of the quarter. What's the biggest thing you learned is that I should never stop learning. Boom. Oh, Mind yes. blow for go. those guys. So go, common wisdom has lied to us. It's all Jesus. Common wisdom has lied to us and said that our brains, our minds cannot change. Have you heard this myth hmm. that you get to kind of through your adolescent years? And yes, well, great formation happens in the mind in those years. Brain science, great research has been done recently to say, no, our minds continue to evolve and adapt based on our environment, what we're putting into them day by day by day. similar that we only use like, you know, 20, 30 percent of There's what way Capacity more is. room for Let's growth. Going, keep and mind science is finally catching up. Brain science is catching up with that. So you can learn. Your mind can be shaped into uh, more of a servant leader. So let's look at it like this. Life is really filled as a leader with three main questions that you have to ask. You should get a pen if you don't three have this. This is right three super simple. Who am I? Who am I? Where am I going? Where am I going? And how am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? Who am I? Where am I going? How am I going to get there? Uh, Three different categories. And Jesus lived this in spades, man. Identity establisher. Who am I? Jesus received his identity from the Father, right? He says, you are my beloved son. 
with whom I love. And everybody around, you better listen to this guy. You better follow this guy. And he says the same thing to us. You are my son. You are my daughter. You're forgiven. You're loved. You're chosen. And now out of that identity establisher role that we have, we then move to have a visionary role. We set the course and the destination of life. Where are we going? Jesus says this over and over with his disciples. The Son of Man's going to be handed over in the hands of sinful men. He knew. I'm going to the cross. And then three days later, the Father's going to raise me up. And their minds are just, huh? I never, you know, no. He says where he's going to go, what he's going to do. Oh, and likewise, that's going to be your trajectory, truth. Yeah, why should we be any different? Through death into new life. Be like our teacher. Empowered by my, my spirit. So you know where you're going, where are we going? And then the third role is this. You are a vision implementer. Who really cares if we're just going to talk? <laughs> we got to go. We got to do. Minds have to be shaped. So where are we going and how are we going to get there? Uh, through love and sacrifice and development of others, we take the message uh, to others. And that takes, it's really, really simple. I can't tell you though. Let's just pause right there. How many businesses, organizations, church can't clearly articulate, you know, who, who are we? Where are we going? How are we going to get there? Uh, so craft craft the vision, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, around those three different areas of leadership. And what I hear you saying is that, I mean, basically at any level, no matter who you are in an organization, you're, you're influencing someone, you're a leader, um, even then leader of your family. And you can ask those three basic questions to move people along and give away what God's given you to them. Yeah, so... Are you dreaming with your team? Mm -hmm. Are you gathering a group of people around you? This is what Jesus did. Um, And he's shaping their hearts. He's shaping their minds. He's casting vision for the future, a vision that stretched their thinking big time. Can we really do this? I don't know about this. And, And he, greater things. You know, Jesus cast huge vision. I mean, just read John chapter 13. He gives them a model of what they're supposed to do. We're going to talk another H here in just a second. He gives them a model. And then he says, you're going to do even immeasurably more. Your unity is going to be a witness to the world. They must have been I mean, we've seen so much already. And yet you're saying there's going to be even greater things. He casts huge vision. And then he shows them what it looks like to do it. So shape your mind day by day by day. And this kind of gets down to um, our habits, which we're going to talk about day by day by day. Invite Jesus to shape your mind, connected to his word, connected to other Jesus followers who give you great, great content. So we got shaping of our heart. Number two, uh, shaping of our head. To Before be we like move Jesus. to three, though, tell us a story about, I mean, how does this play out? Maybe in a church, maybe organizationally. Um, with people using their heads. Yeah, a lot of times in a church, there's a lack of clarity about who gets to make what decision. and uh, Who's really in charge? Who really is in charge? And so we're actually walking through a governance change right now uh, to policy governance. It's basically giving me and our team, you can help set some long-range vision, but we're going to be going to the congregation to kind of figure out where are we going. The board's going to the congregation, figuring out where we're going. And with those marching orders about the where, then the staff gets to be a part of, with a lot of our lay leaders, putting together the plan, the strategic plan, what? to get there. So... Yeah, we, we get a clear uh, picture of where we're going, and now the staff, along with all of our lay leaders, gets to implement that plan. All right, number three, we should have the hands of the servant leader, have hands of a servant leader. We got a heart to the head to the hands. This is where it gets fun for me, seeing people use their hands and serving others. It's it's through the hands of handing out vegetables at a produce market to the hands cooking meals being served to those needing a hand up, uh, to using your hands to wash cars for free or, or from teenagers that do that. Uh, usually they're charging, but hands to do data entry in the office for prayer requests that then people around the, uh, the church are praying for. 
it's so cool to see people get their hands dirty in service. Uh, Leader, I mean, have you had that experience where you were just like, you're in an office and whatnot, but you go on a mission trip and you're using your hands, you're building the house, um, you're, you're handing out food to uh, the, the kids in the orphanage, and you just are so lit up because mm. your body that God had created is in motion to be used for his glory. It, it's, it's so cool. How can you do that and think about that? Um, each and every day and make your whole life a mission trip. Jesus desires the hands of the disciples to be calloused and pierced like his. Mm. And I'm not saying that has to be physically, but metaphorically. I mean, think about it. Jesus did have rough hands as a carpenter, probably. Man hands. Yes, yeah. man hands. Tim, yours are nice and soft. Mine are, <laughs> mine are too, actually. manly hands. No, mine are. This is true. I like coconut oil on mine. I um, have good moisturizers, too. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, what does this mean? Okay, uh, it's he, not that. That's not he, what it means. It's not at all. <laughs> he was using the gifts and passions that he had, Jesus did, to serve others by making really good chairs and tables. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. Hey, man, go see Jesus and his dad, Joseph. They make some wonderful tables <laughs> to eat on. I mean, those hands were a gift to others. So what gift do you have to offer with your hands to other people? We want to have the hands of a servant leader. And one of the things with this, too, would be um, – in thinking about it this way is who's your apprentice? Who are you using your hands to actually drag along with you, Mm. take you along with you um, so that um, you could actually empower them and show them and and coach them and and help them see what they didn't think they could do. So leader out there as you're, maybe you served on something for a while. Now you're like, man, I don't, I guess I'm going to be a leader. Well, someone probably drug you along with their hands to show you the ropes to show you the way. And so think about it that way to do that as well with the team and the people that you lead using your hands to serve. Let's just pause there. And if you don't mind going off with me on a little bit of a tangent, it's very much connected, but we've been talking about this recently. Uh, We have built consumers in the church, Jake. We have people that just sit and get rather than get and go use the gifts guides given to them. Hey, you think about Bible studies and exactly. And you just come to worship and receive, worship. which is a beautiful thing, yep. but is worship more than just word and sacrament is worship, a, a training factory, a catalyst <laughs> opportunity for God's people to be in discipleship relationships. And think about who Jesus brought his hardest words to. We've been mentioning Jesus and the disciples over and over again, guys that would not just be consumers of spiritual goods, but producers of kingdom expansion. Earliest in their ministry, too, like we said in John or, um, in Luke, Luke 10. 10. I mean, bam, right out of the gate, this isn't really about you. It's about giving what I give you away to other people. I'm just going off on the fact of dragging or pulling or mm-hmm. inviting <laughs> others into your world, apprentices, who you will have deeper theological conversations with. Mm-hmm. Follow me, Paul says, as I follow Christ. It's right there. So who are you inviting into your world, leader, to do and to live like you? And you're not perfect. Obviously, we're all works in, prog- in progress, but uh, you have an apprentice that you are using your hands to pull into Yeah, and where, where your hands go, they, they would go. So oh, yeah. uh, for us as pastors, we bring in different vicars, and vicar just means student pastor, trained to be a pastor. And so like Jeff Sutherland went with, with uh, myself and Tim and different occasions. He's a vicar of ours uh, to care for someone that was dying. Yeah. And so where our hands went with the word to announce that word to this um, this precious lady that was going to see Jesus, he was there with us. And so now um, through a particular story, someone that did go to see Jesus, he was able to do that process to 
preach the sermon at their at their funeral because he uh, he was willing to even go. It's the simplicity of it all. And we've heard from a number of young people, especially in this day and age, Gen Z, who a lot of them don't just want to be on our calendar. You know, Mm -hmm. who are the young leaders that you're just inviting to just pop into your world? Yep. To watch what you do, go with you wherever you go. Don't go alone. We've got a lot of different people that we're striving to bring into our world, that it's not just a calendar week after week thing. Uh, We want to go deeper and actually do life with them. And that seems to be the model of Jesus. His head, his heart, his hands, we're inviting other people. And in turn, point number four, uh, habits, habits were shaped. The habit of a servant leader. When you hear the alarm clock ring in the morning, do you think, uh, I don't know. The alarm clock was an awful Stop invention. It. Or this is an opportunity clock. I like Ooh, that. I like it, Jake. Yeah. Jake actually wrote that. This is an opportunity clock. Let's ring in the day uh, with optimism and great passion for all that Jesus is given to us. So may we rejoice and be glad in this day. Leaders establish good, healthy, solid habits. We've talked habits before, and we're going to talk habits into the future. It's because many of our habits are out of whack. They're out of alignment with what God wants. A lot of our habits are destructive. It's not a matter of if you have habits. Everybody has a habit. All the time. We have liturgies. We are in our, habit forming. Exactly. Exactly. Liturgies or rhythms in our life. It's just, are they helping you be all that God has called you to be? Or are they self-serving habits? Hmm. And are you mindless in the morning? Are you neutral or are you negative in the morning? I mean, own the morning, own the day. We've said it. And so right out of the gate, when your feet hit the floor, are you saying, this is the day that Jesus has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And Jesus, I'm going to look at, I'm not going to look at my calendar for just a little bit, but when I do, I can't wait to see it in a new way. It's not a drag. These are people, opportunities for me to influence other people. Is that the way you're starting your day? So here are three W's of habits for our leaders as you head into the morning. So first, establish the habit of starting your day in the word. First W, start your day in the word. I love the Psalms. I love going to the Gospel of John. I've been just walking through John for an extended period of time and maybe leading Matthew. Matthew's legit as well. (laughs) The whole Bible is legit. Yeah. And and I'm walking through a little bit of Romans day by day. So start your day there. Start it in the word. Pause right there. I just, I was reading the Psalms for a while and it was like one Psalm a day, which is totally fine. But uh, some leadership guy was like, hey, maybe pause on that for a whole week. So when you're going through these different rhythms that you might find like, oh, that's not really clicking for me, meditate on it a little longer and you'll get, uh, you'll draw more and more of the meat out of it. Absolutely. So be in the word. The second W is work out. Yes. Body, <laughs> your <Bring it>. body, <laughs> you got to monitor. It's not going to be any good if you can't <laughs> exactly. physically make it work. I mean, you got that mid-afternoon lull. I'm telling you, your mid-afternoon lull will not be as bad if you have moved your body in the morning. Uh, today, every Thursday, uh, Pastor Jake, myself, and Vicar Joe, when he gets his butt out of bed. And, and, uh, <laughs> he's got Jack, a new baby. Jack Calber, he's got a new baby. We'll cut him some slack. Anyway, Jack Calber, we get together, we work out, and uh, it's a beautiful opportunity to connect. Work out with your team. Work out with your team. So get moving. It could just be some push-ups, uh, some plyometrics, some body weight stuff. And you guys all know that I like to ride a stationary bike every single morning. It's a habit. It's mindless. I got some cues around me, my gym shorts, everything ready to rock to get going. So be in the word, have a workout, and then establish the habit of not being a lone ranger. 
do life with. The third one is with others. I'm not by myself. So check in with your team. First thing in the morning is walk around your office, wherever it is that you're with other people. Today's a good day. How you doing? Any way I can help you? Anything I can pray about uh, for you and with you? And just to close out our chat today, Jesus was and is the healthiest, healthiest leader of all time. Um, he was in the word day by day by day finding his center with Jesus. The dude had a workout rhythm, right, Jake? I mean, talk about it. What did he do? Yeah, I mean, he walked everywhere. He didn't have a car, didn't have a bus, didn't have a train. Homeboy didn't was Didn't have fit. a bike even. I mean, he was walking everywhere. <laughs> see a Galilee, you see in the scriptures, he's just like, they were traveling, they were traveling, they were traveling. He started his day in the Word, but then he would walk with his disciples. Um, I just took a one-on-one t- uh, chat with someone on our team, and we just walked the riparian. Isn't that and, cool? And there's some about, you know, side-by-side moving and then looking and, and just asking those basic questions about how are you doing? How's your family? What can I pray for? Um, are you being challenged? And let's get after it together. And you were moving when you did that. That's, that's a beautiful tip moving. right there, buddy. And last, it wasn't like that crazy fast walking though, or, you know, oh, you don't want to get a sweat on. No, 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 not no. too much. And then he did life with other people. So be in the word, have habits around being in the word, daily working out and doing life with other people. What a joy uh, to not just be saved by Jesus, but to learn what it learns to lead like Jesus. Yeah. Leading like Jesus. We're going to go over these before we close here, but have that, have that heart of a servant leader, have that head of a servant leader, have the hands of a servant leader and establish those habits of a servant leader. God loves you. God cares for you. And he's going to continually to give you everything you need when you need it so you can give it away for the expansion of God's kingdom. Who do we have up next time, Tim? I don't know. You know what? We're going to be actually taking a little bit of a break. Uh, We record these in uh, a few weeks in advance. And, uh, oh, yes, Jake is letting me know. Next time we have my good brother, he's the disciple multiplier that has found his way to the valley. Jesus is bringing lots of amazing people to the valley. His name is Eric Fish, and he's going to be giving us real simple discipleship tips as we do life with other, other people. So come back next time to lead time. We'll have Eric Fish. Uh, I'm sure you've had a wonderful Christmas, but we're heading into Christmas right now. And may Jesus bless you as you give your life away for others. See you next time on Lead Time. Peace. Howdy. See you. Bye. You have been listening to Lead Time with Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org backslash lead time. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday for another episode.